0: Right, so welcome to our podcast. Uh, I'm Chris and I'm with Will. Hello, Will. Hello. And we'll be talking about things in your world, hopefully trying to make sense of some of them. In some cases, probably making less sense by talking utter rubbish for an extended period of time. We are going to start off today talking about celebrity culture and the rise of Josie Cunningham. She was made famous by getting a boob job on the National Health Service she has then subsequently boasted on Twitter about getting the state to pay taxi rides for her kids to get to school and has most recently auctioned off tickets to her birth, I think both being there live and also via Skype, and has managed to make £30,000.
1: Will, your thoughts? I just Googled her face and she looks pretty disgusting, to be fair. Yeah, I don't understand how. Who's paying to see a birth of... I don't know what people are getting out of it.
0: I think for a for a start, it's not completely out there watching a live birth. I mean, we've had the Channel 4 programme, One Born Every Minute.
1: Yeah, but it's different when you're ringside. When, you know, you have to wear one of those sort of ponchos like you do at SeaWorld in case you get splashed. Yeah,
0: ponchos, maybe in Mexican hospitals, but over here we call them scrubs.
1: I'm not sure if that's even legal. I don't think you're allowed four the people in the room,
0: so it's, uh, it's more just the fact that it's it's weird. Why why would you want to do it?
1: Well, money. I think I think that's what she thinks. Is that?
0: Well, what do they think? That's that's bonkers.
1: Oh, you mean what are the what are the customers getting out of it? Yeah. Well, I imagine they're perverts. <laughs> well, if, when you're paying seven and a half thousand pounds, probably they're gonna they're not gonna choose the head end to be it, are they? They're gonna yeah. be. At the other end. So I fully imagine they're perverts. <laughs> With the Skype thing, you'd have to be a fan of her. Because you can watch a birth on YouTube. You can watch some disgusting things on, on other websites. So you must really like her as a person. And by what she said and how she presents herself, I don't see that attraction.
0: Here's a linking point, then. I think that the people who have gone to watch this could be journalists who then have an eyewitness account, they then write the story, which then sells newspapers, which means that they get more advert revenue in. So for me, it's the idea which coincides with all of these non-celebrity news like Paris Hilton, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The reason why they exist are because people like reading about them. There is the consumer demand, and therefore people can sell advertising via their newspapers or their, their news articles online.
1: But what's their story in text going to be? Uh, She's opened her legs, she is dilated, and the head of a child is coming out of her vagina. Now the shoulders are coming out of the vagina. Now all of it's come out of the vagina. There's blood everywhere. It's what you knew it was going to be. It's a human, you know, it's not going to have like a big twist.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be like Prometheus.
1: Yeah, I mean, that film was awful.
0: I think the idea of celebrity is the fact that these people exhibit slightly abnormal traits, whether they be abnormal in, you know, excelling in their sport or abnormal in the fact that they're socially repugnant. News companies take advantage
1: of that fascination and make money off selling the stories. I've also just read something that she said in 2014, Josie hit headlines again when she announced she was aborting her unborn baby for the chance to appear on Big Brother. Oh, yes, yes, that too. Yeah, yeah. That that you can't really come back from.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I mean, she's kind of like the working class Katie Hopkins, isn't she, really?
1: What is Katie Hopkins?
0: Uh, she's a loose woman.
1: <laughs> well, she will be after she's given birth. <laughs>
0: She's one of these people who's a social commentator on other people's lives. And, you know, she's one of these people who is very kind of high and mighty, self-righteous. Uh, and the other day she got caught dogging, I think, which was quite ironic.
1: I've literally Googled Katie Hopkins dogging and there isn't anything that says she got caught dogging.
0: Maybe she had sex in a public
1: lay-by or field or something.
0: <laughs> Allegedly. No there's a picture there's a picture of her. I've got it up on my bedroom wall. I blew it up. It's very pixelated.
1: <laughs> yeah she's um yeah, she was on the apprentice, and then I don't know what she she does. She just gets really angry now and says things on this morning. Who watches that?
0: I would imagine probably the demographic would be people who stay at home during the day but get up early, so perhaps people are taking their kids to school. The elderly. Those kind of people. But the thing is about The Elderly, yeah. The elderly. Uh, people who need to get up very early in the morning for a wee. But the, the thing is that with Katie Hopkins, the famous quote was, I really think that people who name their children after countries are socially deplorable. And then Holly Willoughby pointed out that her daughter was called India. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is quite good if if holly willoughby has uh, burned you you need to kind of uh, rethink your life a little bit
0: yeah, yeah it's it's quite funny but don't know whether the rise of celebrity culture is directly correlated with the fall
1: of of religion i think it's more to do with the fact that you know we've we've got to fill newspapers and websites with something and so you fill it with tosh a newspaper has to be full of something and the website's got to be full of something different from the newspaper. And so you've got to fill it with boring stories. Like I I, I read the Daily Mail online as, you know, time killer. And there are stories where they've managed to knock out, it's quite impressive, 500 words about Dude Law buying some new shoes. It's like, that's not a story.
0: There was, a, there was another one which I thought was the best article for the Mail Online, which was someone from TOWIE managed to avoid a big puddle.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. no, I, I heard that one, yeah, the big puddle one.
0: That isn't news.
1: Something that uh, came out today is the fact that the popular um, iPhone and Android game Candy Crush is losing money. They're going out of business. Um, now, I didn't realise quite how how much money they made so in the last quarter which is a business term for three months uh they made 641 million dollars
0: yeah there's there's a four-letter word beginning with f and ending in that describes quite how i feel about that that is that's mental isn't it
1: some people are spending hundreds of pounds on little well, I guess it's just I've never played Candy kind I of played the other ones, but basically they say you can buy seventy nine pounds worth of crystals, sort of to keep you going, so you get new lives or you get better stuff. And but who, who, which mental person is doing that? Because I don't. I think that's the thing about the fact that it's in app purchase. Because you're doing it on your phone, it doesn't feel like you're losing any money. Yeah. But if you yeah. if you went into a shop and you parted with Four twenty-pound notes, and someone gave you codes for magic crystals. You'd be treated like you had a mental disorder. I just don't understand the the people that 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 are buying it. Like, well, how much are they earning? I don't. I don't have seventy-nine pounds to throw away on a on a thing, and I'm doing okay. <laughs> don't don't a boast or anything. Probably cap it at about thirty quid for you. But like, who who is? Who's thinking this is a good way to spend my money? And apparently it's a lot of people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you don't get two billion with, you know, one guy. It's not like Bill Gates has just gone mental on it.
1: And then there's other apps. So Snapchat, uh, they well, they famously turned down being purchased for a billion dollars, which I think is the, most, the single most stupid business decision anyone has ever made.
0: That's effectively something that... Yeah, it might
1: continue, but the novelty wears off. Yeah, the first sort of thirty photos I've seen of my friends going to the toilet or their testicles—hilarious. Yeah. After a couple of months, it gets a bit tiring. People get tired of taking those photos, and then I—I I, but then again, I still check Snapchat.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, that—that's that's more as a medical professional just to check for lumps.
1: <coughs> Is yeah, just sending Snapchat, Is this normal? <laughs>
0: That's, that's the uh, downside of, of being a biologist.
1: That actually might be, in some ways, a good thing that the NHS could go on.
0: Yeah, I think Snapchat for the NHS would be brilliant.
1: Just a picture that deletes itself. You can just say, is this normal? Yeah. They can write back, no.
0: they have got 10 seconds to view it. 10 seconds to give you a diagnosis. Have you ever used NHS Direct?
1: Yeah, I have. It's awful. Utterly pointless. Everything ends in call 999. <laughs>
0: Even if you've rung it by mistake just to order a pizza.
1: Well, yeah, it's... Should you stuff for us? It... Yeah, you want the ambulance. I've never called an ambulance.
0: I I have. I had. I, um, there was one guy who... We went... I think we were about 16. And this guy had drunk a bottle of port and a bottle of vodka. And... We didn't know what to do with him because just bodily fluids were coming out everywhere. So we put him in a shower cubicle and just turned it on. We didn't even bother taking his jumper off. Oh, and I, I also, um, I also rang one the other day when my grandma fell down the stairs in inverted commas. No, no, she did fall down the stairs. And yeah, those are the only two times I've called an ambulance. I called the police. Have you? Why did
1: you call the police? Uh, well, I got robbed. Uh, well, they're, actually, they're really arsy. Um. The woman on the phone and I'll, I, I mean, went upstairs into my house and loads of things were missing, and my first thought was, did I lend all of these things to someone? And I thought, no. So I rang up the police and I said, uh, I think I've been robbed. Yeah. And that wasn't I, I introduced myself. Uh, it wasn't just I think I've been robbed, but I rang up police. Um, I said I think I've been robbed. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, well well, I I think I've been robbed. And they're like, how do you mean you think you've been robbed? I was like, well, things that I own uh, are no longer where I left them.
0: Yeah, correct answer Uh, in that position.
1: And I think that someone I don't know might have taken them. And then there's this huge sigh of just... "Ah." Okay. And she goes, you mean you think you've been burgled? (laughs)
0: as if she couldn't let the incorrect terminology go. She just couldn't let it go.
1: Yeah. I was like, how do you mean? He goes, robbed is if it's taken off your person. Was it taken off your person? It's like, no, no it's taken from a house. Then you've been burgled. What a beach. <laughs> and then another time, um, this, this was recently, I, I lost my Oyster card and I got a new rail card. It's like, Oh, I need to attach those together. So it's nice and cheap. Yeah. And, I went up to the, the trade station and one of the sort of window people and I was like, hi. Uh, I mean, I still, also it's mental seeing anyone use those, those things who is still buying their tickets by going up and talking to a man when you've got lots of machines that would do it a lot faster yeah. and you don't have to talk to them. Right. So I walked up and I was, I said, uh, oh yeah, is it okay if I attach these? Oh no. I said, I think it's become detached because I've, lost my oyster card but i, I ordered one online so I, because i ordered it online i thought maybe they attached it online i didn't know and he goes well it's clear that they've been detached because that has a new oyster card code I was like, well i, I don't know that because i'm not really a massive fan of oyster cards <laughs> and uh i was like but i've got my new rail cards here can i attach them and he just went <coughs> no you can't do it here And this was an underground station. I was like, oh, sorry, do I I have to do it online? He goes, no, you have to do it at one of the specialised stations. Do you not know which ones those are? I was like, no, surprisingly, I haven't memorised every single station that I can do this at. You fucking idiot. And this is why you're losing your fucking job. Yeah. But you said that in your head. Yeah, I went, thank you, and walked off.
0: But I, I can kind of understand why government officials do it, because governments are notoriously inefficient at things. But I went to, to hire a van moving house the other day, and I went up to the guy who I'd reserved the, the right van for, you know, probably about two weeks prior to. And I said to him, have you got the long wheelbase that I've reserved? And he said, I've got that one over there. And I said, OK. Is that the long wheelbase? And he said, why don't you go and have a check? What do you mean, why don't I go and have a check? I'm asking you a question. It's either the long wheelbase or, or not. What do you mean? Why? Do... Here's a tape measure. Go and have a look. Have a look online. See how long the wheelbase. I mean, what's an answer? And I, then I went and say, okay, well, is it that one or not? And he said, yes, it is. It's quite clearly a long wheelbase. And was really arsey throughout me signing all of my registration you know, you have your address on the driving license. Obviously, I just moved. So he said, is this your address? And I said, well, I'm moving. So this is the address of the house that I've just sold. I'm moving today. And he said, so is this your address or not? And I just said, I don't know. Is it? (laughs) Because at 12 o'clock today, technically, I live in another house. It's now 8 o'clock. So what do you want me to say? You use your intelligence. I'm, I'm not the DVLA. I don't
1: decide. I had... Um, so, so I got went to get my, my car fixed, and um, the guy came out, and he's like, we, good news is, diagnostics, everything's clear. I was like, oh, awesome. That's, yeah, that's, that's really positive, because I thought like, my, my car was going to be dead. I was going to have to pay a lot of money. And he goes, bad news. Um, clutch is gone. Uh, slave cylinders gone and then lists all these things most of which could actually not be part of a car i wouldn't know, know a difference and he's like yeah it's going to be in the region of one and a half thousand pounds why did you tell me about the diagnostics being clear
0: <laughs> why there's no need there's no need but yeah, so good, this- good news your diagnostics are all fine bad news you've got to spend 1500 pounds but the fact that you listed it as well it was like, yeah, this is wrong. This is wrong. So you're, at the beginning, when you're thinking, oh, the clutch is wrong. Okay, well, you know, I can see why he said good news. Diagnostics are okay because there's only one. As soon as he's listed 18 things, we're suddenly saying, well, why didn't you just say there's only bad news?
1: Because I went to I went to the the official garage of of the make of my car purely because if I went to a dodgy dealer at this point, I this is probably slightly more important. I was wearing mustard coloured chinos. A blue and white striped boating jacket and a tie and i thought if i went to a backstreet garage he's going to make up a lot of things and it's going to be a lot more expensive so i'd rather take the risk and pay probably the premium price to go to an actual manufacturer yeah uh, but know that it's going to get done correctly even if i'm going to get a little bit ripped off
0: yeah well that's fair enough
1: because i don't know anything about cars yeah
0: i mean the question is why you were wearing that in the first place but we'll just let that slide in that in that situation that you described you did the correct thing however you put yourself in that situation entirely for, for your own fault
1: well it was a good thing i was going to wear the matching uh striped trousers so i did sort of get off a little bit there
0: yeah you did you did you got off like me. <laughs> what so you would have just worn a, a blue boating pinstripe with pinstripe yeah yeah, you, they would have charged you three grand. <laughs> so let's move on to uh, Australian immigration. This was a topic that I thought was quite interesting. Effectively, what Australia do is they've got a really tough policy on immigration. You need to get a visa to get in the country and they're, they're quite stringent on it. If not, if you try enter illegally, they ship you off to either one of the Pacific Islands or Papua New Guinea. Now, there were about 150 Tamil refugees from India who suffered quite a lot of persecution uh, as they're a minority group over there. They went, they went all the way across the Indian Ocean and uh, effectively the Australian government put them over to Nauru and gave them over there to process and see if they're eligible for a visa. And there's been uproar in that people are saying Australia is too tough on immigration. What do you think?
1: Well, I don't know. I think I think we're all a bit selfish on on immigration. You know, the only reason why I I get to live in a very nice country with a lovely economy is because uh, my mother happened to drop me off in that country. I happened to be born in England. That is the only reason why. And so if I see that I've been born in a country, say, with a really poor economy, then, uh, you know, I'd be thinking, well, why, why can't I live there? Because it's, it's purely by fluke. When people kind of go about it, like, you know, these EDL people with flags, just like, yeah, put pr- pr- for the British. It's like, well, wh- why? Why do you uh, get to live in a great country? Just because <laughs> your mother's vagina happened to be in this country at that time.
0: Yeah. And that's so often the way with people being born in places. It's the location of the mother's vagina that really
1: dictates overall where <laughs> it's likely to be. 90% of the time. There's a good 10% when it's not.
0: 90, unless the, unless the vagina is airborne uh, and that's where you've really got trouble. But yes, 90% of the time, I'll agree. That's a good number. I mean, for me, it's, it's the thing where obviously these guys are facing persecution, which is, is not great. Uh, I think that the international community has more of a, a kind of a, a need to address the issues domestically rather than these people having to face thousand mile journeys where they're likely to die across vast seas. I think that people moving to different countries is is not the solution. You know, moving to a nice country, I I just don't see why we can't make people living in their own countries a nice kind of idea for them to to want to do. Because I know that from my point of view, I wouldn't want to have to move if there was trouble in my country. But if there was enough trouble, I probably would have to. So I think that we should address why they're moving rather than looking at the fact that they are moving.
1: And yeah. Well, there's, there's a whole thing in France where they're, they're shutting down, they call it Jungle 2. It's like a big uh, sort of shantytown near Calais, um, where a lot of immigrants who are going, I don't understand. France is an all right country. Why don't the immigrants stay in France? Yeah, I, I never got that. <laughs> like You've made it to a first world country. And yeah. You just you want to get out so badly
0: yeah I never get that because they've they've gone all the way from Afghanistan or wherever where there's a lot of warring they've made it to France and France is saying we'll give you the right to live here and they're saying nope, we want to get to the u k and it's like honestly, it's not that great here France you'll get so much more free from the state,
1: but there is a lot of racism in France that might be the issue, and you did save it with what you're about to say because i I didn't know where you were going to go because you went, uh you know. They've come all the way from Afghanistan. Well, you know, there's a lot of... There was a good pause, but then you said war, so it was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of mountains as well. Yeah, it's nice to say. My brother came back and he's got a tan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the nicer anecdotes
0: about coming back from Afghanistan.
1: <laughs> Seriously, mate, he's, he's ripped and he's tanned. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a few tattoos as well. I had them before. Oh, did he? Okay, fair enough, yeah.